UGA Football News presents today's sports report with Matthew Hall. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. Today's sports report is brought to you by Happy Sewing and Quilting, offering products that will help you show your bulldog pride. Hall Shots Photography, going above and beyond to provide pristine and professional photography for all of life's greatest moments, plus many other fine sponsors. And now, here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. Well, it's good to have you with us today on today's sports report with Matthew Hall. I'm Chris Hall, your host, and it's our great pleasure to have with us today Mike Farrell from Rivals.com. And, of course, uh, we have just uh, passed uh, the official recruiting signing day for college football. I guess the last one in this cycle for this year. And Mike Farrell has been all over the place. He's been... Here, there, and yon, uh, talking to different folks. In fact, uh, Matthew and myself uh, were really uh, entertained as uh, Mike interviewed uh, interviewed Kirby Smart yesterday from the University of Georgia. But enough about that. Mike, uh, it's good to have you with us today on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. How you feeling today? Okay? Good. Yeah, yesterday was fun. I mean, that's the first time I've, I've been able to interview Kirby on camera. Uh, I thought he was very good. And, you know, I got to ask him to to talk about the the transfer portal and and the you know the Easton Fields from situation which you know I think people still harp on and um you know I don't think he likes to be asked about but I felt it was important to get his sort of take on that yeah well yeah he's probably been asked that uh, many many times and he he may have even dreamt about uh, all of that and and it is what it is you know you make your decisions and you go on and I think it worked out pretty good for Georgia. It could have been a different scenario the other way around, but, uh, you know, who knows? I know that some years ago you predicted that uh, Kirby and the University of Georgia would win a national championship. Uh, you Are you still sticking by uh, that, uh, that prediction? Yes. As long as they continue to recruit the way they've been recruiting, I mean, it's going to happen. Um, you know, first of all, a program this great with such a great in-state recruiting advantage for them to to go since 1980 is just ridiculous and and as kirby said yesterday it's it's about at bats you know yeah he have enough at bats in the playoff and, and the national championship to to win one and you know he's he's had a couple opportunities uh, he came one play short of course um and i think the way they're recruiting the number six this year they were one 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 the previous three years the roster talents there. Uh, there's one problem, and that's Alabama. Yeah, and that's not going away anytime soon. So it's a really bad time to be an SEC football coach who wants to win a national championship. But Ed Orgeron did it. Um, <clears throat> I think Kirby can do it. I think Jimbo Fisher can do it too. Yeah, I did, uh, you know, we in Georgia, we're just kind of all praying that Nick Saban will get the NFL itch again <laughs> and move uh-huh. off the scene. Yeah, you know that's. Never but he's not going anywhere. I know. I see your head shaking. No way. Oh. Uh, not going anywhere. Well, let's talk about recruiting yesterday. Give me, give me your uh, biggest. Uh, I guess your biggest takeaways from uh, the day, the day yesterday, the final uh, signing day, uh, in this particular recruiting period. G- give me your your biggest uh, takeaways. I guess uh, maybe uh, the the winners and the losers from yesterday all across the nation. Yeah, I think you know when you're talking about winners, you start with Alabama, number one class. Um, Ohio State was done. 
you know, they're still involved with JT Tuomalau from Washington, who's going to wait until like May to make his decision. Oregon's a winner. I mean, they got Avante Dickerson from uh, Nebraska to close out their class. And for them to finish number three, based on geographically where they are, is amazing what Mario Cristobal has done. Um, you know, Texas A&M was a, was a winner as well. And I think Ole Miss, too, with Taiwan Malone. Um, Michigan closed strong also. You know, Michigan State got hit. Uh, Rashawn Benny, that, that one hurt. Georgia got hit. I mean, Terry and Arnold yeah. would have been nice. Uh, and, and they were leading for a while for him. So that hurt. And then Florida, you know, Florida's just struggled sort of down the line here in recruiting overall. So they, they kind of they didn't weren't really involved with a lot of kids down the stretch. I mean, Terry and they sort of said they dropped, which they didn't. Um, but they 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 got to recruit better to win a national title. Yeah, and they, they did get a, a big pickup through the transfer portal. Uh, the kid, Gilbert kid from uh, LSU, they did pick that up. Uh, who Who is your biggest losers from yesterday? Who do you think really, really came up short across the nation? <sighs> it's hard to say. I mean, Auburn was up and down. You know, they, they lost Trevor Wallace uh, to Kentucky. Uh, but, you know, he was leaning towards Auburn when Gus was there. Uh, they lost a cornerback to North Carolina late. They added a few guys. Their class is 13 out of 14 in the SEC. That's not great. Um, Tennessee, uh, like you know, they had to drop Brock Taylor, and that didn't go over well um, in Alabama with his high school coach. So they sort of got a black eye from that. Um, you know, a lot of there weren't a lot of like schools that struck out on a ton of kids yesterday because there weren't a lot of ton of kids um, making their decision. Um, so I would say, you know, the winners and losers really come from December. And when you look at some of these classes, like you scroll into the 40s and you wonder why, you know, Washington's there at 42 with 15 commitments, it's a small class. They should be higher, and I think they're struggling a little bit. Stanford had a really bad class for them, which is very surprising. Um, you know, and I, I don't want to just pick on the Pac-12, but other than Oregon and USC, the entire Pac-12 lost. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think the COVID uh, situation with the restrictions and everything, did that, and especially like with the uh, the Pac-12 having a difficulty getting uh, the season started, Big Ten getting a difficulty getting the season started, did, did that have kind of an effect on those uh, schools and their recruiting, or was it a nil effect? Uh, you know, the start and stop with some of these conferences, did that have anything to do with some of the recruiting uh, situations they had? The lack of visits really hurt, um, and it didn't hurt the 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 premium schools. I mean, Oregon under Cristobal recruits at an elite level. USC had a top 10 class uh, and they did very well uh, finishing things out. But the, the second tier programs in the Pac-12, the second tier programs in the Big Ten got hurt by it all. Um, originally, the thought was that they were going to benefit from it because a lot of the local kids would stay home because of the pandemic. But then when you see, you know, Iowa losing in-state kids to Wisconsin, and you see uh, a kid like, you know, Avante Dickerson leaving Nebraska to go to Oregon. Those are the programs I think that needed 
the official visits to really help close and, and close strong. Um, and it benefited the team like Miami, which finished 12th, because a lot of the South Florida kids decided to stay home. And I'm not sure if they would have if it weren't for, you know, the pandemic and the lack of visits. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, Georgia missing out on Arnold. I think it was a big miss. Uh, you know, I said it time and time again. Uh, I believe Georgia's biggest uh, weakness is its wide receiver. Um, I guess, like, history over the last few seasons. Would you agree with that sentiment or I mean do you think that the wide receiver situation at Georgia has hindered them from actually getting that national championship um it, it certainly hasn't helped I mean obviously they 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 have some some talented guys there it's just not a lot of depth so when they do get you know a pickings misses a game or you know there's no one there to pick up the slack and and these two wide receivers they got in this class are both solid but they're not massive difference makers to me i, I think the offensive strategy needs to change a little bit and get the tight end involved more because now yeah. washington and brock bowers is a very talented kid coming all the way from california who's a pass catcher um to offset that lack of speed and and it, it's kind of weird to say speed because they've had Demetrius Robertson and Mikol Hardman and, and, and fast guys that they haven't utilized. Um, they have to start using the tight end a little bit better because we know they're going to get running backs. We know the offensive line is going to be pretty solid. Now they've got a quarterback, uh, but he doesn't have a ton of weapons. And and when you got a six foot seven guy built like LeBron James, like Darnell Washington, you, you should throw the ball to him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about the uh, defensive back situation for Georgia? Did did we help ourselves with that? Uh, did, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's a good group. I mean, it's, you know, they would have liked Terry and Arnold. They, they, they love his versatility as far as corner safety um, and, and a kid who's 190 pounds who likes to hit. But um, they got four defensive backs in this class. Nyland Green, in-state guy, Kamari Lasseter from Alabama. They're all big. David Daniel from Georgia also is six foot two. Everybody's over six foot. So there's length and size there. Um, you know, a couple of them aren't as fast as you'd want them to be. Uh, you know, Javon Bullard, uh, Juco kid, you know, you'd want it to be a little bit faster, but size is important. Um, and they're losing a lot in the secondary. So yeah. you're going to see these guys impact, especially at corner. Kirby said that you're going to see true freshman impacted corner. So I think Nylon Green uh, is a guy to keep an eye on, and I think he could be a star down the line. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Yeah, and uh, I did want to actually ask you about the commit that came up yesterday. Uh, uh, I believe it's Keith and Alexander, yep. the defensive tackle. Bear. We got and the bear. bear. Yeah, the bear. <laughs> I was going to kind of get your uh, – uh, your quick hit on him, your assessment on him. Well, first of all, they got eight commitments in this class, and two of them are five stars. That's good. I mean, Tyree West is a kid to me that's going to grow into a defensive tackle and be like um, maybe a shorter Chris Jones type, who's with the Chiefs now, played with Mississippi State. Bear Alexander is a three or zero technique monster. He's 320 pounds as a high school kid, six foot four. He's not going to chase the quarterback much, but what he's going to do is he's going to take up blockers and stuff the middle. 
And that's going to allow these linebackers that they're recruiting, which are very, very athletic guys who can run, um, make plays. Because the running back, anything up the middle, is going to have to bounce outside as long as he's healthy. Um, so I, I do like that. And obviously getting Gunnar Stockton is going to help the quarterback room. Um, so, you know, recruiting-wise, now I don't know if Big Bear is going to stick. That's the yeah. thing. That's the thing. He visited Georgia, he liked it. It's early in the process. Yeah. He linked to Texas A&M heavily and Oklahoma. So he could be one of those guys that commits and flips. But if they can hold on to him, he's kind of like he's kind of like a, a bigger, less athletic Mason Smith that they missed on in this class. Right. An extremely important get for them. Yeah, uh, let's kind of bounce around the SEC a little bit and and talk about some of the foes for Georgia. Uh, first of all, Florida. Why? What do you? What is your assessment of uh, the University of Florida and their class? Well, I mean, they're getting some talent through the portal, no doubt about it. Um, they didn't finish in February. They got the number eleven class in the country, and it's solid, but it's missing a few things. Um, you know, they're not dynamic. Uh, overall at, at wide receiver in this class. It's a very good D-backs class, D-line class. O-line, a little iffy too, and that's one area that they need to work on. So I, I, I don't know if this is a class that takes them to the next level. Um, I think it's compared to their competition, which is essentially Georgia in division and Alabama and Texas A&M, it's a, it's a notch down. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they got DeMarcus Bowman coming in as a transfer. They got Eric Gilbert, if he can get his, his uh, off-field stuff together as a transfer. They've got some real talent coming through the portal. That's just a risky way to go, though, to me. Uh, I'd rather develop high school kids for three to four seasons. And uh, it's a good class, but not great. Yeah. So, well, what about Tennessee? I mean, the, the mess. At Tennessee, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it at the University of Tennessee. Uh, well, what do you think about their recruiting class? How, <laughs> did they do any good? Uh, and, uh, from your assessment, how about that program? Is it is it kind of on the move to the right direction? What do you think? Not the right direction, no. Um, it's it, And it depends on, I mean, there's kids trying to get out of their letters. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cody Brown, the running back from Lilburn, Georgia, wants to get out of his letter. And, and he probably will because he signed before the NCAA sanctions and investigation really came in. And the sanctions haven't come in yet. But Dylan Brooks, defensive end from Alabama, wants to get out of his letter as well. Um, this class has some talent. Caden Salter from Texas is a very good quarterback. Um, you know, they've got uh, some, some, some really intriguing athletes like Aaron Willis from Virginia is a big hitter at linebacker. And, and, and Cameron Marley is a huge jumbo athlete from North Carolina. But overall, I think they're going to lose a few guys in this class. I don't know if Heupel's the right hire. Uh, I don't know if anybody's the right hire. Yeah. Now, because we don't know what's going to happen with the NCAA. And, and it's it's going to be an uphill struggle for him and Danny White to, to really bring Tennessee back to respectability. Well, if, if half is true of what is being said about Tennessee, man, they may go to... They may go to NCAA jail for a long time, hadn't they? Yeah, but it's the SEC. I mean, they'll. Yeah. There's really been really three historical, maybe four, historical recruiting 
hammers dropped. You know, SMU with the death penalty. Uh -huh. uh -huh. USC got hammered with the whole Reggie Bush thing. Miami got hit pretty hard with the yachts and, and, and all that. Uh, and Penn State got hammered, you know, for the Sandusky thing. But SEC schools don't get hammered. So yeah. I think what they'll do is they'll they'll give themselves up. We did this investigation internally. They'll throw themselves at the mercy of the court. These are the sanctions we're going to self-impose, you know, which are and, and LSU is under investigation as well, too. Right. So let's, right. that, we're going to offer you this knowing that the NCAA is going to make it more. So we'll give you we'll give you three scholarships a year for three years and know the NCAA is going to make it five for three years. It's yeah. going to hurt, but I don't think they're going to get hammered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a you know, tough spot to be in for any program. I mean, hard to attract kids to play ball when you're in a situation like that. No doubt. And, uh, yeah. but I did want to take one moment to show you my shirt. I don't know if I've, you've ever, I have to show you. Oh, yeah. brought up Florida. Yeah, he's so guy. proud of this sh uh, shirt. We can't get him out of the shirt around the house. Uh, Mike, uh, gators, you know, eat gators eat boogers. I mean, you know, it's, uh, we tried Man. to raise him better than that as far as grammar is concerned, but at least his heart is where his heart needs to be. I have, <laughs> I have went in the SEC East next season, you know, the way they finished with JT and, and the defense that they have and uh mm -hmm. grass gone and pitts gone and, and and that whole wide receiver crew gone and keeping grantham on defense i think florida is going to take a little step back and georgia will be back so their prize will be to get throttled by alabama <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good bait at least yeah. they'll be florida yeah right. what about you know of course the first game of the season for georgia will be clemson a very interesting game in Charlotte. Uh, well, how did Clemson do in re recruiting? I really didn't check on those guys. Did they have a pretty decent day? Yeah, they did what they always do. You know, I mean, they finished seventh. Um, they took a smaller class, you know, because there's, there's not a lot of, you know, guys go three and out at Clemson, but guys don't transfer from Clemson. It's very rare. I mean, they, they have a linebacker transfer, Mike Jones, but the culture there is such that kids go graduate uh or move on to the nfl and they don't take 27 you know player classes so it's a small class of 19 with a star average near four which puts them right up near alabama and it's a class that will continue their domination in the acc there's there's nobody north carolina's 15 miami's 12 in recruiting this year but they're still a full notch or two below talent-wise, Clemson. Yeah, and, and you know, in, in, in the University of Georgia and, and where we are, uh, we, we guys love to hate on the uh, Yellow Jackets from Georgia Tech. Well, what about what do you what what do you, what about their recruiting uh, class? Can we kind of gloat over that a little bit? You think? Yeah, I mean, they did okay. They got 16 commitments again, a small class, and this is what you're going to see more and more of with the transfer portal: is smaller classes. You, you, you're going to see. The scholarships held in reserve for uh you know potential portal kids so you know they they never really finish in the top 25 or come close to anything like that they do have some talent they got three four-star kids in state in state and they went to melbourne florida for a four-star wide receiver but overall georgia tech uh, they got a long way to go they got a yeah. long way to go from roster talent 
Jeff Collins is a rah-rah guy and a, and a, and a really uh, good motivator, but you know, they're no, not where, anywhere close to being a competitor in the ACC. Well, when you're when you're close to the bottom in the ACC, that that's not really a good thing, <laughs> you know. It, no. You can be close to the bottom in the SEC and be pretty competitive across the country, but when you're talking, I think about the ACC, uh, you know, the extremely uh, weak league. Uh, well, uh, let's let's talk a, a little bit about uh, you. You, of course, are at Rivals.com, and we encourage people always around here to check out Rivals.com to, to visit you guys often to get the latest information on uh, college football and your favorite uh, team. But uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about how people can connect with you at Rivals.com and beyond because, uh, of course, you've got a lot of things going. So share with us how folks can connect with you. Well, we've got UGASports.com, which is our website uh, specifically for Georgia. I'm on those message boards every once in a while. Twitter, Rivals Mike. Instagram, Rivals Godfather. Um, uh, You know, just interacting uh, dealing with the hate, dealing with the disagreements. Um, that's just being a college football writer, and, yeah. and it's a great part about the game itself. It's, you know, I got to interview, I mean, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Ryan Day, Brian Kelly, Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, you name it, I got to interview him yesterday. So it's a great job, and uh, I'm, I'm interactive. So just follow me on Twitter or join UGA sports.com and you'll be able to talk to me. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, we love Mike. And also I'm still waiting for that dance video on TikTok. Now I enjoy <laughs> your TikTok things, but come on, Mike, you got to show us some moves now. You gotta break right? it down. They asked me, <laughs> uh, listen, if I get verified on TikTok, first of all, because yeah. TikTok denied me, which was extremely insulting. Oh, and so I got to go back in three weeks for verification. If I can get for hundred, <laughs> they denied you. <laughs> they denied me. Yeah, they said, you're not viable. You're not good enough to be verified. So if I get over a hundred thousand on TikTok and verified, then maybe I'll do one dance. And okay. Very, that sounds great. It'll be lame. It'll yeah. be, <laughs> you know, the, the 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 lawnmower or something stupid. But yeah. I got to get verified. So I need a I need a I need a writing campaign or something to get me verified, and then I got to get a hundred thousand, and I'm I'm at sixty six hundred, so I'm not dancing anytime soon. I got okay. you. Well, that's going to be our quest and our crusade is to get you to <laughs> verification. Now, how do you not get verified? You know, there are kids dancing in their basement who are verified on TikTok, and it's, Mike Farrell can't get ver- verified. <laughs> I was told by the person I went through that I would be verified that night, and then it kept not happening, and then they sent me the paperwork and I filled it out. And then they said, oh, that was the wrong paperwork. And I sent that paperwork and filled it out. And then like three weeks later, I got denied. And they said, you could try in three more weeks. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> listen, I don't think I'm a superstar or anything like that, but they asked me if I was verified on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I verified on Facebook? Yes. Am I verified on Instagram? Yes. And, and they asked for those accounts. So those are verifiable accounts, and then they don't verify me there. And I'm like, I know I'm old, but, <laughs> you know. I, it could be somebody, one of your followers, who take issue with some of your opinions about their football team. Now, you never know. Well, that's <laughs> Instagram. i tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> that, some phone call came through. More people complain about me on Instagram to Instagram than, than I've ever seen in my life. Really? I, it doesn't happen on Twitter because Twitter is a more mature audience. Right. But 
the, the 18 to 22 year olds cannot stand anybody who's given them a real opinion and they report me all the time and it's hilarious i hear from instagram and they're like you got reported again you know <laughs> and i'm like look at my look at my dms look at my posts there's nothing and they always say there's nothing but i get reported like crazy well, listen. If you ever need a character witness, just call us. We'll 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 we'll, we'll gladly go to bat for you. I appreciate and, it. And also, here's what I'm looking for. I realized yesterday that I don't have a Georgia helmet. Yes. Uh, and Kirby, I felt bad because I always put it in. So you see the Oregon helmets in the corner there for the last right. one I did yesterday with Mario. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a Georgia helmet. Mm-hmm. Huh? So anybody out there who who's a big uh, collectible guy or whatever wants to wants to hit me up about a Georgia helmet. Hey, we got to do that. We got to take care of that, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll we, we'll we'll, we'll 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 make sure that you get a Georgia helmet. I promise you. I mean, yeah. you know, I was looking up there and he's seeing like the Seahawks and he's seeing and I didn't <laughs> even have anything to offer and I had you know Notre Dame, UNC. It was it was embarrassing. So yeah. I got to change that. But luckily, I don't have an Alabama helmet either. And yeah. Nick Saban didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care. All right, uh, Tammy, he's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, who you got uh, in the Super Bowl? I got the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. And, and again, it's not that I'm rooting against them. I want Brady to win because yeah. uh, I'm a New England guy and I've come to respect him greatly. Um, but I think the Chiefs are just too too much. And, and They're good. Can't be covered. And Mahomes is just, you know, off schedule, off script all the time. And if they can get to Brady, I think there's going to be a problem. So I've got, I've got um, Kansas City winning by a touchdown. Yeah, well, you know, we have two Georgia guys uh, on on rosters for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So we're we're around here. We're we're pulling uh, Mercole and. Uh, we got one of the guys on the practice squad, so uh, we're pulling for him around here too, as well. But it, it should be a very uh, good game, great game. Uh, so, Mike, we thank you for being with us. Any closing comments, Matthew? Yeah, just want to appreciate you coming on today, Mike. Appreciate the time and your insight, and uh, we'll look into that Georgia helmet for you. Get back to you. Replicas, <laughs> um, and it's not a gift; it's a prop. Right, I understand, mm-hmm. and we want That's the right. real thing. Now we don't That's want right. a you one of those to, a toy store things. We want the real thing. So if uh, you know you want to get out in the backyard and do some, you know, three on three with the neighbors, you can do that. You can wear yeah. your Georgia helmet. Protect my head because I will wear it. Yeah. <laughs> tackle neighbors and stuff like that mm, there you go very good <laughs> and you'll never get verified if you do all that you understand right <laughs> or i might get verified or you might yeah, get verified. or or you could verify do it all, yeah. all right well mike but, thank you so much for being with us today and uh, we appreciate your work and you and everybody uh you just hook up with mike farrell you'll love his stuff uh it's 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 informative it's it's very entertaining and uh, he's got some opinions, and sometimes he'll rile you up, but a lot of times he'll always entertain you, whether he riles you up or not. So check and it out. I always will have good insight, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we really appreciate that, too. Appreciate right. your time today. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate right. it, buddy. Yeah. Yes, Thank sir. You. All right, Mike Farrell joining us uh, from Rivals.com, and you can see our shout-out today going to Rivals.com. That's our favorite source for football recruiting news and more here at Today's Sports Report. Uh, well, a couple of other things, uh, Matthew, as we wrap up our program uh, today, Will Muschamp is now officially uh, with the uh, University of Georgia. Uh, they, they, he has uh, been uh, signed uh, with con- on a contract. He's going to be 
an advisor uh, for uh, the defensive side of uh, the ball, working with the defensive uh, team and also advising the coaches. And, and uh, of course, uh, Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, our big friends. And Muschamp wants to be around his son. His son is on the roster at the University of Georgia as a walk-on quarterback. So Will Muschamp, former uh, coach at Florida and South Carolina, now on the staff for the University of Georgia. So what do you think about that? That's kind of yeah. cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's uh, a positive thing for Georgia. And, uh, you know, congratulations to Coach Muschamp. And I think he'll be a great addition, uh, you know, in his capacity with the University of Georgia. And, it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't move up the ladder, you know, from that spot. Well, I know he has aspirations, of course, uh, to be a, a head coach. Uh, but right now, he's going to take some time off. And, uh, of course, he's getting paid. Uh, he got paid big time from South Carolina. And now he's under contract with Georgia. But he has the opportunity to uh, be around his family a little bit more and his son, of course, in college. So uh, we can understand that. And I think he'll be a great addition uh, to the uh, University of Georgia. He's a Georgia alum, of course, playing uh, for Georgia back in the day. And uh, he's, he's a great supporter of Georgia. And so we're glad that Coach Muschamp is there. And I also think his, his nephew has been on uh, the uh, uh, coaching staff as an assistant or something like that at the University of Tennessee. is also coming over to Georgia in some kind of uh, capacity. So the Muschamps uh, will be seen around uh, Athens uh, in the days to come. So uh, that, that, that's pretty good. Anything, uh, any other closing notes uh, for us as we close out our program today? Yeah, I just want to, uh, again, thank Mike uh, Farrell of Rivals.com and uh, UGASports.com. Just great work they do. Appreciate his time coming on today. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, – uh, let me make sure I don't mess this up. Yeah, we, we've got a shout-out, a uh, special shout-out to a promotion. Stadium spot. I Stadium apologize. Spot. I want to make sure I say it right. Uh, um. Uh, at UGA Football News on Instagram, uh, our page is 112,000 followers. They did a giveaway with a Georgia Bulldogs uh, pet bed. And so cool. I want to give a big shout out to them. And uh, I mean, it's a really cool pet bed, too. Looks so like Sanford wanna, Stadium. Your dog yeah, can go give to a sleep. Big shout out to them for in Stanford uh, Stadium. Yeah, for being willing to do that. And yeah. look forward to working with them, you know, moving forward. And uh, be sure to check out our uh, our website for our podcast, todaysportsreport.com. That's uh, www.todaysportsreport.com. Well, that's going to do it for our program today. We appreciate everybody joining us today. We're so thankful for uh, Mike Farrell uh, taking some time out of his busy, busy schedule to be with us today on today's Sports Report. We'll be back next week. We'll be talking some more about the University of Georgia, the football season is never over. The games may not be being played, may not be being played, but there's something always going on. And of course, we'll touch a little bit on other things going on with the University of Georgia as well. We'll be talking about some UGA baseball, basketball, uh, all kind of stuff going on, and we'll keep our eye on all of that. So uh, thank you for being with us today on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall, and we'll be back next time. Be sure to join us. Until then, thank you for being with us.
Paul Schatz Photography, featuring the work of award-winning photographer and Georgia football lover Matthew Hall, is a proud sponsor of today's Sports Report. While Matthew is at home on the sidelines of Sanford Stadium taking beautiful action shots of another Bulldog victory, he also specializes in other types of photography, including landscapes, portraits, weddings, and promotional photos to help promote your business or your special cause. Matthew is also a trained videographer and he loves capturing those always exciting high-in-the-sky drone shots. Matthew has been the camp photographer for various football camps, including those featuring Roquan Smith, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and other Bulldog greats. You can check out Matthew's work on Facebook at Hall Shots Photo and on Instagram at Hall Shots Photography. You can contact Matthew at HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. That's HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. Matthew has a camera, and he'll travel to get that right shot for you. Contact him today. Happy Sewing and Quilting is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. Happy Sewing and Quilting offers custom and professionally made items that will help you show your bulldog pride. How about a custom and professionally made 100% cotton face mask featuring beautiful bulldog fabric? Of course, everyone in your family will need more than one. And just like the bulldogs on game day, Happy Sewing and Quilting can and will deliver. From custom-made face masks to baby bibs to tote bags and more, Happy Sewing and Quilting will help you get ready for game day or any day you want to let the world know you love the Georgia Bulldogs. If you're interested in items featuring the colors and logos of other teams, or if you're interested in non-sports related items that meet your taste and show off your style, Happy Sewing and Quilting will be more than happy to help you. For more information, you can contact Happy Sewing and Quilting at ahall1921 at hotmail.com. That's A-H-A-L-L-1921 at hotmail.com. Contact them today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We thank our many fine sponsors for making our program possible. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.